Looking for a great dining experience in Charlottesville? Look no further than the Aberdeen Barn. The barn has been family owned and operated since 1965, with Terry and Angela providing great atmosphere and mouth-watering food at Virginia's big time steakhouse. Enjoy the fine dining or relax in the Sportsman's Bar, a fantastic place to wind down and socialize, surrounded by flat screen televisions tuned to the latest sporting events. You never know who you might bump into at the Aberdeen Barn, where all the greatest Cavaliers have dined over the decades and keep coming back for the delicious menu and good times. Check it out online at AberdeenBarn.com or call 434-296-4630. Hey, this is Thomas Q. Jones, former UVA All-American running back, and you're listening to The Jerry Ratcliffe Show. Wahoo wah. Welcome to the show. It's the Jerry Ratcliffe Show. I'm Chris Graham, joined by the Hall of Famer Jerry Ratcliffe. And we've got some big news from uh, last night. Jerry, I'm not sure if I expected this news. With Reese Beekman coming back to Virginia for his senior season, I thought the signs were pointing the other direction. Jerry, what about you? I, I did too, uh, Chris. Uh, for the longest time, I, th- I felt like he wasn't uh, quite ready for the NBA. Uh, although I'm sure there are ways to make money uh, with two-way contracts and stuff like that. But uh, I didn't think he was going to get drafted. And then all of a sudden he, he has a good scrimmage in the uh, in NBA Combine in Chicago. And then uh, the latest ESPN projections had him ranked 48th in the draft, which was higher than Kyle Guy. And uh, – and the longer it went on, the more chances I thought of him leaving uh, were likely. And so, yeah, I was I was surprised too. I really expected uh, to hear sometime yesterday that he was keeping his name in the draft, but uh, it leaked out um, late afternoon or early evening that he was planning on returning. So uh, that set off a wild celebration all through Wahoo Nation, I'm sure. Yeah, you know, and also what I guess, you know, you mentioned he had the good scouting combine, really good scouting combine, uh, especially the second game there. He had the 15-point game. Um, Also, his comments to a reporter about the the departure of Caden Shedrick had me, uh, you know, if I'm thinking with my Virginia hat on, not Reese's hat, because he, you know, whatever is best for him is best for him. Um, But when he had what he had to say about Shedrick's departure, and that had me thinking he wasn't interested in coming back either way. And and that might have pushed him out the door. So, hey, you know, um, great news for Tony Bennett. Um, what are your thoughts now? Now that we, I guess we feel like we probably have the roster for 2023-2024 set. Um, with Beekman back in the fold, what what, are, what do you think the expectations should be for this Virginia team next year? Uh, well, certainly a lot brighter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I wasn't sure. Uh and I'm still not completely sure, but at least we know now that they have uh, a very experienced, successful, proven point guard, uh, a leader of the team, uh, a guy with lots of experience and somebody that that the rest of the team will respect and pay uh, great attention to. Um, they know he's in their corner because, like you said, mentioned, he stood up for – uh, Caden Shedrick's uh, comments uh, that were 
negative toward uh, Tony Bennett and the staff. And so it shows that Beekman's not afraid to speak his mind and be a leader. Uh, and I think that's what a team needs. And I think that's what this coming year's team desperately needs. Um, if you look at the roster, the only other guy on there, I think, who seemed to be natural, uh, a natural guy into a leadership role, I, I think would be Isaac McNeely, even though he's just going to be a sophomore. But uh, he, his um, personality just uh, beams leadership to me. Uh, he's the kind of guy that I think you could follow, and he's very positive, very uh, – um, solid guy, and uh, I was thinking that you know, even though he's a sophomore, he might be the leader of next year's team. Even though there's some other guys on there transferring in from elsewhere with more experience, but um, the fact that Bigman is returning, I think, I mean, it's his team. Uh, there's no question about that, and um, I, I think they're going to need that because they have, they do have so many new faces, either freshmen our transfers that uh, need to bond together and come together as a team. And that's where leadership comes in. And I think Bigman is the kind of guy that can make that happen. You know, P.A. Clark this time last year, it was a little bit sooner than this time last year, but around the same time, uh, made his announcement that he was coming back for his fifth season. Um, and obviously played really well for Virginia, 10.7 points a game, 5.4 assists per game. But one thing that did, there was a fear, you know, among some in the fan base saying, well, if he comes back, that's going to you know, slow down Beekman's development um, as a as a leader, as a point guard. And I think, you know, having watched that team play 33 times last year, uh, that still felt like Kihei Clark's team, even though Beekman projects at the next level as a point guard, uh, you know, and, and looked really good in the in the in the combine at that position. It still felt like he was ceding the leadership role to to Kia Clark. Now, I mean, there are some talented guys back there with him. Dante Harris, the transfer from Georgetown, uh, two-year point guard at Georgetown. Uh, Andrew Rode, the uh, the transfer from St. Mary's, a six-six point guard who also can put up big numbers uh, scoring-wise. But I guess because they're newcomers, and and Reese has been there three years, uh, this has to be the year that Reese finally takes over and makes this his team, right? Yeah, I believe so, and I totally agree with you about Kihei. I, I think last year's team was his, being a fifth-year guy, and I think Reese acknowledged that and and was was uh, was good with that. I think that was was his expectation that it was Kihei's team, and that he would let Kihei take the reins. Um, and I, I expect everybody to do the same for Reese this year, and. Um, not only do we know what a great defensive player he is, being the ACC defensive player of the year, probably should have been the national defensive player of the year if they have one. I think they do. And uh, But, you know, his, the rest of his game is, I think, is going to take a step forward this coming year. I, th I uh, uh, He's really good in assists and passing already, but – I think the fact that uh, I think his scoring totals and his shooting numbers will uh, rise as uh, we progress through the season this coming year. And um, you need a guy like that in control of your team. 
You know, Jerry, you've been covering this program for over 40 years. We've seen guys do what Reese did this spring, uh, you know, test the draft waters uh, and come back. I think the most recent guy, probably Mamadi Diakite. Diakite was, um, you know, he had some average numbers when he tested the waters back. I guess it was in 2019. He came back and his senior year, he put up some really good numbers. He yeah. uh, seemed to really, you know, to take what advice he was given by the NBA front office types who had, who had worked him out and 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 really worked on his game that offseason and and came back a different player. I guess we could maybe expect something similar, hope for something similar anyway, out of Reese this year. Yeah, it'll be interesting to uh, whenever we get a chance to talk to Reese to find out what he learned in that experience, not only at the Combine, but I imagine uh, it wasn't publicized like some of the other guys like Ty Jerome and Diakite who worked out for a number of NBA teams after the Combine. I'm assuming that Reese probably did the same thing, and it'll be really intriguing i think to find out what they told him what he needed to work on what uh, they were impressed with and and what he will concentrate on between now and uh well in a couple of weeks is when they report so uh and i guess he'll be working on those things throughout the summer before they report back to uh practice in october but uh yeah i, I expect that uh I expect he, he learned a lot. He's a smart guy, and I think he probably absorbed a lot of information from those general managers, scouts, coaches, whoever he had exposure to um, during the combine and during those workouts. You know, um, he's he's a guy that I guess it's another story reminds me of of him. It's the Anthony Poindexter story. He's because uh, Reese is taking a gamble here. Uh, he, yeah. you mentioned his, his draft stock had improved. He was going to be pretty solidly a second round pick. That's still, he's coming back to say, I want to be a first round pick and get my degree. So he's got two, two goals the next, for the next year. Um, but, um, you see if, if people watching on the YouTube, see one of my dogs coming up here to me. Uh, um, he's a great looking dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he wants to interject with a question too, but yeah, you know, uh, he's taking a gamble is Reese. Uh, you know, he played injured a good bit this past season. I think he got hurt in that Michigan game, hurt his ankle. Then he hurt, um, a hamstring in the, uh, it may have been the Florida state game. And he played, he played diminished a little bit there for a while this year. I, I always think when I, when a guy is thinking about leaving school early to go to the, to the next level, be it the NFL, NBA, major league baseball, whatever, I think of 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 the example of Anthony Poindexter, who if he'd left after his junior year at UVA, he would have been probably a top five or at worst a top ten pick in the first round. Instead, he comes back, gets hurt, and was never the same. At uh, you know, he played a couple of NFL seasons, but 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 not what he would have been. It, you know, that's and, and you know Anthony well. I mean, he he doesn't seem to have any regrets about the decision he made, but still, that is that is the gamble. Uh, no question. I, I've never felt worse for an athlete in my career than I did for for Anthony, who did sacrifice um, lots of money by not going pro early and, and came back to do the right thing and try to help Virginia win, uh, coming back after a, a really good season. And um, to me, he was the college equivalent of Ronnie Lott and the way he would sacrifice his body to to uh, shut people down and I've never seen anybody hit any harder than Dex did and uh 
I've never criticized an athlete since then for turning pro early. Uh, I might not have agreed with their decision, but I've never criticized him because uh, you keep that in mind. And and he came back, and of course his knee was torn all to pieces, and he he never was quite the same after that. Uh, I'm sure he would have grown into becoming an NFL All Star had he uh, remained unharmed. So, um, but yeah, that it is a risk. I, I doubt that basketball is quite as much of a risk as as what Anthony was exposed to. But um, you can still get hurt, and you can still get hurt pretty badly. You can uh, get a shoulder or a, a knee or an ankle uh, to get messed up. Um, not that hard to do. You just fall on it the wrong way. Um, but yeah, it's it's a bit of a sacrifice, but I think it's also an investment on his part. I read a quote, I guess the only quote I saw from him out of this was that he said he does he does want to come back and improve and become a first round pick next year, which uh, I think he can do that. And I think all it's going to take is to focus a little bit more on his shot and uh, his ability to attack the basket. You know, I quantified it in a column I wrote for Augusta Free Press um, uh, after the news last night. Uh, if he's a second round pick but doesn't make an NBA roster and he's a G League player, a full time G League player makes about 70000 a year, about 10000 a month for the season. If he gets a two way deal, that's 500000 for the season. If you're a first round pick, though, uh, first round pick, even the 30th pick in the draft last year, signed a guaranteed four year deal with a fifth-year option, the four years guaranteed that player $9.2 million. Um, that's a big departure from $70,000 a year or even $500,000 a year. So that's And that's if you're the last pick. Reese, early in the season, after he had that great run before he got hurt in the Michigan game, there was a lot of talk about Reese being a potential mid to late first-round pick. And, I mean, he could, the sky could have been the limit for him in that respect. So, yeah, I, I think he's an NBA talent in the making. I think with uh, – with this team being definitely his team, it's, he's not sharing the, the leadership role or even ceding the leadership role to a guy like Kia Clark. I think he, the confidence he's got to have coming out of the combine, you know, playing so well there in a leadership role with other players of his ability level. Um, I, I, I would expect he comes back a different player. Uh, and, um, and so, um, yeah, if, you know, if he can stay healthy, he, he's, he's a potential first rounder. Uh, I guess I asked this earlier and I'll ask again, now that we've kind of, you know, gone full circle on this, uh, you know, this Virginia team, a lot of fans are felt like this was an underachieving team, even though they won 25 games, spent most of the season in the top 10, once again, won at least a share of the ACC regular season title. I'm thinking with what Tony and staff did to bring in guys off the transfer portal to replace the guys that are, are were lost, bringing Reese back now, I think this team has a really high ceiling next season. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. If, if they can find the chemistry and and everybody accepts their roles, because, I mean, there's a lot of guys on here who can play. Tony's, again, faced with – uh, 10 or 11 guys who can play. So, you know, I don't know how he's going to break up that playing time. We know he likes to play seven or eight, um, maybe as many as nine, at least early on. Uh, you got some guys on here who are used to getting some significant minutes. Um, I don't know if that means uh, 
not necessarily a lot of playing time for the incoming freshman or not. Um, with Blake Buchanan at 6'10", the, they're probably going to have to use him just because of his size. Uh, Elijah Gertrude, 6'3", who's probably the most athletic guy on the entire team. Um, I don't know. It's, it's a good question. Um, I mean, who are you going to play? <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to bring them in like hockey uh, hockey lines, uh, the blue line or whatever, and uh, bring bring in a wave of new players? But um, I think this team has a lot of potential, Chris, because you look at the guys. They, I mean, Dante Harris apparently was a pretty talented guy at Georgetown, even though uh, Patrick Ewing apparently didn't know how to use him. Uh, and then you've got McNeely, who I think is going to tear it up this year. I think he's going to be strong. Uh, Ryan Dunn, they're already talking about him being a a, a possible first-round draft choice next year, even though we haven't seen that much of him. Uh, I saw some video of Leon Bond, and even though he redshirted last year, he looks like a stud. Uh, so I'm sure he's going to contribute. And then you've got uh, these other guys that have – been successful elsewhere. Uh, Jacob Groves from Oklahoma. Uh, he can apparently score, uh, even though he had a slump late in the season. He was he tore it up in the early season. Anthony Robinson, a six ten guy, mobile. Um, Jordan Miner. Uh, Andrew, is it Road or Rody? I'm not sure. I've heard uh, both. Yeah. I mean, he, he led all freshmen in the whole nation in scoring last year, so we know he can shoot it as a 6'6 guard. And um, Payne Murray returns with a little bit of experience. And you've got, like you said, Gertrude and Buchanan um, who are trying to uh, make their way and make some impressions to get playing time as freshmen. Um Tony's going to have a lot of decisions to make on on how to break up playing time. I'm sure he's going to let some of them make those decisions for him in preseason and and early season basketball against some of the uh, cupcake teams that they play. But uh, I, yeah, I, I think I think this they do have a high ceiling, Chris. If everybody can pick up where they left off from wherever they came from and develop as a as a team and bond as a team uh they could be better than last year you know when i was uh undergrad on grounds this is 30 plus years ago uh and i had better ankles and knees i used to uh hang out uh at the gyms where the uh the basketball players would uh would play pickup and i'd watch and sometimes i'd even sneak into the games uh when they needed an extra guy um, I'd love to see their summer pickup games. Uh, th these guys, I mean, it's, it's going to be intense because there, there's, you, you just mentioned probably 12 guys who would make anybody's rotation in the ACC. Uh, and Tony's only going to end up with eight or nine of them playing next year on a regular basis. So, you know, that, uh, the work to, to establish a pecking order is going to begin pretty soon as far as that goes with these guys. <laughs> yeah. I guarantee you that, uh, when they, in, I guess they'll be uh, coming to town. I think the classes, summer classes started, at least for this session, on June the 16th, I believe. And so I would think that they'll be showing up uh, at JPJ or somewhere 
the play pickup games and and uh, try to see what kind of games that everybody else has. And I think it will be intense. I, I would love to watch some of that myself. And I, I imagine that some of the former UVA players will probably, they come in town from time to time during the summer. And so that uh, would increase the intensity even more when you're playing against guys in the NBA G League or, or wherever they may be playing these days. So yeah, that'd be fun to watch, man. I, I might buy a ticket to that. <laughs> I know, I know. That, that might be a way for uh, if they can make some money uh, legally. They have, you know, maybe we can swing an NIL deal just so we can get in there and uh, <laughs> see this, see these games. Because you, yeah, you're right. Justin Anderson, Ty Jerome, Malcolm Brogdon, name the guys coming back uh, in the summertime. We see in DeAndre. I mean, we see the guys coming back. See the pictures at least on on uh, social media of them coming back. Yeah, it's not like in the old days when we didn't have a lot of alums. Uh, who were out there playing all over the place. That's why guys like me got into pickup games. Uh, you know, no, yeah, this it'd be a lot of fun to see these guys this year. So, um, so uh, Jerry, as we maybe are getting ready to wrap up here, uh, any other any other uh, news you want to hit on, or any anything else uh, has has your attention? It's been pretty quiet. Um, uh, I think it's. I, I wonder in the back of my mind if the NIL has had any impact on Reef in, in time in terms of. Uh, you know, well, I don't have to go pro. I, I can make some money with through my NIL to be comfortable my senior year. And uh, if he's I, at least making more from NIL than he would he would make from the G League, that would, you know, that would that would maybe be a consideration. I, I, I might I might be able to go with that. Yeah, yeah, that's something that was in the back of my mind. I, there's yeah. rumors out there that UVA has been shifting around money to to increase his NIL package. I don't know if there's any validity to that or not. I haven't run into anybody that can answer that question uh, in the last 24 hours. But, uh, uh, you know, if they can just give him a decent NIL package, which I think they can do, uh, it's probably probably enough to have a comfortable senior year and, you know, not have to worry about uh, going out and getting a burger or a, buying a – snazzy new shirt or going to the movies or going on a date or whatever uh, a kid might want to do these days. We we've seen that have a role uh, in things like uh, the, the um, Armando Baycott. Uh, he's, he's stayed at Carolina two more years, most you know, cause he's when always staying one more year this year, I think last year uh, was also a factor of him. Hey, I can probably make more at Carolina than I could make uh, as a borderline NBA guy. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, I, I think that's uh Something to consider. And Zach Eady's heading back to Purdue for another year, uh, and yeah. and he was a, a a draft pick at least on the mock drafts around the same area Beekman was. So there's another guy who maybe is is being impacted that way positively for the schools. There, there's a, there's a bunch of players that have returned to the ACC, like Nigel Pack and uh, uh, the the kid that was at Syracuse and now is at Clemson. Um, Oh, uh, Joe Girard. Joe Girard. Uh, yeah, there's quite a few guys that are back, are coming back. So um, that might play a role in in some of those decisions. I, yeah. I hope so. I'd like to see more guys stay in school for another year and get their diploma. And yeah, uh, you know, yeah. I'm glad the- Reese mentioned that in his statement. He <laughs> talked about going be- becoming a first round pick, but also getting that degree. Uh, I, that's. Uh, 
as, as a UVA alum, that's 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 a good thing for me to hear as well. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I think everything else is is fairly quiet along the recruiting front. Uh, probably won't stay that way, <laughs> but for now, we're uh, we're pretty good. All right. Well, as we're wrapping up now, go ahead and and thank our sponsors who help make all this possible. Yeah, uh, Aberdeen Barn, obviously Virginia's finest steakhouse. Um, terrific place, terrific, terrific food, terrific atmosphere. If you're in town for the uh, Baseball games this weekend, check it out. You should have plenty of time between games to go have a nice meal. Um, and if you're having any discomfort with your feet, <laughs> you, you can uh, drop by the Good Feet store in Stonefield on your way. Uh, and uh, I heard uh, a good commercial yesterday from a lady who's a dancer uh, who was having all kinds of discomfort in her uh, feet and she went to the good feet store now she can dance up a storm without any discomfort at all even if you don't have a discomfort they can improve your um, ability to walk um just makes you know, it like you're walking on pillows you know jerry i said this last week because your sales pitch last week was Jaden gardner in a commercial so now you're giving me a ballerina um <laughs> And and I'm I've started running again, and uh, I, I'm having some issues. So I've got I just haven't gotten over there. Yet. I got to get over to the Good Feed Store. I want I want to feel what it's like to run on air. That's what Jaden said last week, right? Yeah, he did. He did. He said <laughs> it's like running on pillows. And, that's uh, what I need, man. <laughs> that's always a great feeling, right? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, thanks to those two great sponsors, we appreciate them, and uh, please go by and tell them that uh, Hootie and Chris sent you so uh and chris tell them that i sent you when you go in <laughs> i'll tell them that and uh yeah and, and tell them yeah and, and if you see us over at uh, aberdeen uh you'll you'll know what we're getting into there as well uh um well jerry the hall of famer as always great talking with you for our listeners and viewers out there the viewers on youtube it's great chatting with you guys as well go to jerryratcliffe.com augustafreebreast.com for the latest on virginia athletics for Jerry, I'm Chris signing off. Everyone have a great week. Hi, it's Jonathan Cotton with the Good Feet Store. As a lifelong runner, the pain in my feet was debilitating. Finally, I went into the Good Feet Store and found the answer personally fit art supports. They helped me so much, I ran my first marathon that year. Then, because I believed in the Good Feet system so much, I bought the store. I'm so happy to offer my hometown community the opportunity to find relief from foot, knee, and back pain. The Good Feet Store is located in the shops at Stonefield near Trader Joe's. Book your appointment today at goodfeet.com.